okay so we are doing something which i had promised you yesterday that is uh, how does this entire system work in a sense how does shiva and all other gods what are they actually how they are finally we know how they have come out of it now how do they actually go back into the system once again we i'll just read a passage so <clears throat> here he says this is the prakriti khand at the time of the dissolution the gods and everything animate and inanimate merge into the creator brahma who himself dissolves into the navel of krishna then the vishnu who sleeps in the ocean of milk and the four-handed lord narayan of vaikuntha dissolves into the left side of krishna the rudra and the bhairavas dissolve in the person of the auspicious shiva at the time of the said dissolution the wise shiva himself the source of wisdom dissolves into the knowledge of krishna all this takes place in a period equal to one moment of hari durga the embodiment of energy totally disappears and merges into the wisdom of krishna kartike dissolves into his heart and ganesha into his arms woman dissolve into lakshmi lakshmi herself the goddess and the milkmaids dissolve in radha radha the presiding goddess of krishna's life dissolves in his life savitri with the vedas merge into saraswati who dissolves into the tongue of krishna the cow herds merge into the pores of his skin the wind in his breath the fire in his digestive organs the water into the tip of his tongue the vaishnavas very cheerfully merge in his lotus feet then the small virata emerges into the great krishna and the whole universe into the pores of his skin the closing of hari's eyelid causes the pralaya and the opening of his eyes ushers back the creation yesterday if you remember this is what i was telling you so when he closes his eyes the whole thing dissolves and when he opens his eyes the whole thing again starts creating the ta- time occupied by the opening of his eyes is equal equivalent to brahma span of life and within that century creations takes place and disappears again the creation and destruction by brahma are countless like particles of dust who can recite the virtues of hari whose desire alone nay a wink of those of whose eyes causes destruction followed by creation so this is how the whole thing works so this just give you an idea how the entire thing ends and goes back into the same place where it all came from so now we will start this chapter 8 chapter 8 shrimad bhagavatam canto 4 dhruva maharaj leaves home for the forest the great sage maitreya said the four great kumara sages heard headed by sanaka as well as narada Ribu, Hamsa, Aruni, and Yati, all sons of Brahma, did not live at home but became Uddhvareta or Naistiki Brahmacharis, unadulterated celibates. Another son of Lord Brahma was irreligious, whose wife's name was Falsity. <coughs> From their combination was born two demons 
no name as damba that is bluffing and maya or cheating these two demons were taken by a demon named niritti who had no children maitreya told vidura o great soul from damba and maya were born greed and nikriti or cunning from their combination came children named krodha anger hamsa and envy and from their combination was born kali and his sister durukti that is harsh speech oh greatest of all good men by the combination of kali and harsh speech were born children named mrityu that is death and bhiti that is fear from the combination of mrityu and bhiti came children named yatana that is excessive pain and niraya which is hell my dear vidura i have summarily explained the causes of devastation one who hears this description three times attains piety and washes the sinful contamination from his soul when i started this i was telling you how the whole end happens now you will see the actual end is led from this the children of brahma down to the last portion which is called the hell it slowly slowly expands into different and different things you will see that the expansion is so very beautiful lord brahma that is the creator had a wife whose name was falsity falsity is this whole world is a create the creation itself is false it doesn't actually exist but this is for the philosophers okay now if you say that the world doesn't exist then you are then you are not a philosopher maybe you are a realist <laughs> who knows so we have to see it from our perspective the world exists because you and i are listening to each other correct and uh, we are doing something worthwhile at the moment so this entire thing is falsity means how do you remove falsity by means of discrimination knowing the real from the unreal everything that is created is unreal correct this is what the um, idea discrimination talks to us about that means creation whatever that happens is unreal and that which is appear that which is constant and permanent is real that is god alone so he had a wife named falsity now two demons were born one was damba and maya from falsehood what comes bluffing a person can bluff himself keep on telling lies after lies after lies after lies isn't it so who has given birth the mother called falsity falsehood gave birth to two children that is bluffing you can keep on bluffing see to cover one falsehood what do we do we put one more falsehood then one more then one more then one more and thousands of falsehood comes into the picture and then you have completely started bluffing your way out of the whole thing and then comes what cheating once you have started telling lies then what appears is called cheating alone beyond that there is nothing you will keep on cheating and cheating and cheating and then this they were taken by the demons niritti who had no children 
Maitreya told Vidura, a great soul from Damba and Maya were born greed and Nikriti. That is greed and Nikriti, cunning. From their combination came children, anger, envy and then hard speech and Kali. They were born. Now when you are having all these kind of things going on, which is anger is there, anger is welling in you, there is a lot of envy around you, then what happens? Naturally what you are going to speak is going to be full of evil, isn't it? You are going to talk all nonsensical stuff. So what happens? Then they had children called death or fear, death and fear. So there is always a fear of death. Finally, in the end, what happens to a person? He is always fearful of death. And because of that, he has to go through pain. Isn't it? And then finally, when you have told so many lies, where do you end up? Going into what is called as a hell. Hell is a place of suffering. Where suffering takes place the most. I have summarily explained the causes of devastation. One who hears the description three times attains piety and washes the sinful contamination from his soul. Maitreya continued, O best of the Kuru dynasty, I shall now describe before you the descendants of Swayambhu Manu, who was born of a part of plenary expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Manu was there. Now what happens? How was he born? Swayambhu Manu had two sons of his wife. One was of his wife. Who is this wife? Satrupa. And the names of the son was Uttanpada and Priyavrata. We have already done this but now we are repeating it because now we have to go in a different direction. We have to come to this person whom we are going to call as Dhruva. Dhruva means that particular star. You know the pole star you must have heard of? Pole. So the pole star doesn't shift itself. So we are going to now take the story of pole star and Priyavrata. Both of them were descendants of the plenary expansion of Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They were very competent to rule the universe to maintain and protect the citizens. King Uttanpada had two queens named Suniti and Suruchi. Suruchi was much more dearer to the king. Suniti, who had a son named Dhruva, was not his favourite. So now, <coughs> This king had two wives, Suniti and Suruchi. Suruchi was more dearer to him. Correct? Now, this woman had a son, Suniti who had a son named Dhruva was not his favourite at all. Once upon a time, King Uttanpada was patting the son of Suruchi, Uttama, placing him on his lap. Dhruva Maharaj was also trying to get onto the king's lap. But the king did not very much welcome him. While the child Dhruva Maharaj was trying to get onto the lap of his father, Suruchi, his stepmother, became very envious of the child and with great pride began to speak so as to be heard by the king himself. So now you can see na, what has started happening. The first lines which said, there was anger and this and that. All those are trying to come in. Envy also has come in. Queen Suruchi told Dhruva Maharaj, My dear child, you do not deserve to sit on the throne or in the lap of the king. 
surely you are also the son of the king but because you did not take your birth from my womb you are not qualified to sit in your father's lap my dear child you are unaware that you are born not of my womb but of another woman therefore you should know that your attempt is doomed to failure you are trying to fulfill a desire which is impossible to fulfill if you are at all desire to rise into the throne of the king then you should have to undergo severe austerities first of all you must satisfy krishna narayana and then when you are favored by him because of such worship you shall have to take your next birth from my womb the sage maitreya continued my dear vidura as a snake when struck by a stick breathes very heavily dhruva maharaj having been struck by the strong words of his stepmother began to breathe very heavily because of great anger when he saw that his father was silent and did not protest he immediately left the palace and went to his mother when dhruva maharaj reached his mother his lips were trembling with anger and he was crying very grievously queen suniti immediately lifted her son onto her lap while the palace residents who had heard all the harsh words of surichi related everything in detail the suniti also became greatly aggrieved this incident was unbearable to suniti's patience she began to burn as if in a forest fire and in her grief she began became just like a burnt leaf and so lamented as she remembered the words of his of the co-wife her bright lotus like face filled with tears and thus she spoke she also was breathing very heavily and she did not know the factual remedy of the painful situation not finding any remedy she said to her son my dear son don't wish for anything in inauspicious from others anyone who inflicts pain upon others suffers himself from that pain suniti said my dear boy <clears throat> whatever has been spoken by suruchi is so because the king your father does not consider me his wife or even his maid servant he feels ashamed to accept me therefore it is a fact that you have taken birth from the womb of an unfortunate woman and by being fed from her breast you have grown up my dear boy whatever has been spoken by suruchi your stepmother although very harsh to hear is factual therefore if you desire it all to sit on the same throne as your step brother uttama then give up your envious attitude and immediately try to execute the instructions of your step mother without further delay you must engage yourself in the worship of the lotus feet of krishna suniti continued the supreme personality of godhead is so great that simply by worshiping his lotus feet your great grandfather lord brahma acquired the necessary qualification to create this universe although he is unborn and is the chief of all living creatures he is situated in the exalted post because of the mercy of krishna whom even great yogis worship by controlling the mind and regulating the life air prana suniti informed her son your grandfather swayam bhumanu executed great sacrifices with distribution of charity and thereby with inf- unflinching faith and devotion he worshiped and satisfied krishna and by acting in that way he achieved the greatest success in material happiness and afterwards achieved liberation which is impossible to obtain by worshiping the demigods my dear boy you should take shelter 
in Krishna's feet, who is very kind to his devotees. Persons seeking liberation from the cycle of birth and death always take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord in devotional service. Becoming purified by executing your allotted occupation, just situate in Krishna in your heart and without deviating for a moment, engage always in his service. My dear Dhruva, as far as I am concerned, I do not find anyone who can mitigate your distress but Krishna himself, whose eyes are like lotus petals. Many demigods such as Lord Brahma seek the pleasure of the goddess of fortune, but the goddess of fortune herself with the lotus flower in her hand is always ready to render service to the Supreme Lord. The great sage Maitreya continued, the instructions of Dhruva Maharaj's mother Suniti was actually meant for fulfilling the desired objective. Therefore, after deliberate consideration and with intelligence and fixed determination, he left his father's house. The great sage Narada overheard this news and understanding all the activities of Dhruva, he was struck with wonder. He approached Dhruva and touching the boy's head which is all virtuous hand, he spoke as follows. How wonderful are the powerful Kshatriyas. They cannot tolerate even a slight infringement upon their prestige. Just imagine, this boy is only a small child. Yet harsh words from his grandmother, from his stepmother, proved unbearable to him. The great sage Narada told Dhruva, My dear boy, you are only a little boy whose attachment is to sport and other frivolities. Why are you so affected by words insulting your honour? My dear Dhruva, if you feel that your sense of honour has been insulted, you still have no cause of dissatisfaction. This kind of dissatisfaction is another feature of the illusory energy. Every living entity is controlled by his previous actions and therefore there are different varieties of life for enjoying or suffering. The process of Krishna is very wonderful. One who is intelligent should accept that process and be satisfied with whatever comes favourable or unfavourable by his supreme will. Now you have decided to undertake this mystic process of meditation under the instruction of your mother just to achieve the mercy of the Lord, but in my opinion, such austerities are not possible for any ordinary man. It is very difficult to satisfy Krishna. Narad Muni continued, After trying this process for many many births and remaining unattached to material contamination, placing themselves continuously in trance, and executing many types of austerities, many mystic yogis were unable to find the end of the path of God-realization. For this reason, my dear boy, you should not endeavour for this. It will not be successful. It is better that you go home. When you are grown up by the mercy of the Lord, you will get a chance for these mystic performances. At that time, you may execute this function. One should try to keep himself satisfied in any condition of life, whether distress or happiness, which is offered by the Supreme Will. A person who endures in this way is able to cross over the darkness of nescience very easily. Every man should act like this. When he meets a person more qualified than himself, he should be very pleased. When he meets someone less qualified than himself, he should be compassionate towards him. And when he meets someone equal to himself, he should make friendship with him. In this way, one is never affected by the threefold miseries of this material world. Dhruva Maharaj said, My dear Lord Naradji, 
for a person whose heart is distributed by the material conditions of happiness and distress whatever you have so kindly explained for attainment of peace of mind is certainly a very good instructions but as far as i am concerned i am covered by ignorance and this kind of philosophy does not touch my heart my dear lord i am very impudent for not accepting your instruction but this is not my fault it is due to my having been born as a kshatriya family my stepmother suruchi has pierced my heart with her harsh words therefore your valuable instructions does not stand in my heart o learned brahmana i want to occupy a position more exalted than any yet achieved within the three worlds by any one even by my fathers and the grandfathers and if you will oblige kindly advise me of to the honest path to follow by which i can achieve the goal of my life my dear lord you are worthy son of lord brahma and you travel playing on your musical instrument the veena for the welfare of the entire universe you are like the sun who rotates in the universe for the benefit of all living beings the sage maitreya continued the great personality narad muni upon hearing the words of dhruva maharaj became very compassionate towards him and in order to show him the causeless mercy he gave him the following expert advice the great sage narada told dhruva maharaj the instructions given by your mother suniti to follow the path of devotional service to the supreme personality of godhead is just suitable for you you should therefore completely absorb yourself in the devotional service of the lord any person who desires the fruit of the four principal religiosity economic development sense gratification and the end liberation should engage himself into the devotional service of krishna for worship of his lotus feet yields the fulfillment of all of these my dear boy i therefore wish all good fortune to you you should go to the bank of yamuna where there is virtuous forest named madhuvana and there be purified just by going there one draws near krishna who always lives there narad muni instructed my dear boy in the waters of the yamuna river which is known as kalindi you should take three baths daily because the water is very auspicious sacred and clear after bathing you should perform the necessary regulative principles of ashtanga yoga and then sit down on your asana in a calm and a quiet position after sitting on your seat practice the three kinds of breathing exercise and thus gradually control the life air the mind and the senses completely freeing yourself from all material contamination and with great patience begins to meditate on krishna the form of lord is described here in before we go further i'll just give you an idea about what has happened because now the process is there what has happened it's a story which is talking about a king who is the son of who is the son okay <laughs> of who brahmadev correct now he has this wife two wives are there and the two wives the youngest one her son is wanting to sit on the throne so he is already sat with his father on on his lap the other son of the first wife he she doesn't allow him uh, that the second wife doesn't allow him to sit on his lap the king's lap and she tells him that you can only sit on this throne if you are born through my womb 
Now, how does this whole thing work in our world also? If you actually see, we are always born this way. A human being is always born this way. How do we normally look about ourselves is, we will always find that there is a discrepancy in the way we are born. You will always find the other child, the other person, there is always a competition between other people. I am sure there isn't a single person who can say, you know, I was the favorite of my mother or I was the favorite of my father. We will always say, oh, the other brother was much favorite or the other daughter was much favorite. So it is always the case and this is always the shortcoming that we keep on having in our own world as well. And this shortcoming happens because of inadequacies that we face. Inadequacies in every aspect of our life, we will always feel inadequate. Whether it is accepting love or giving love, whether it is some food also, even if food is given, you will find that the little food extra in somebody else's thali, you, it will get affected. We always get affected. So the second son who is there, the one whom we are talking about, Dhruva. Dhruva is feeling extremely bad because he has been told that you cannot sit and you cannot do this and you cannot do that. So naturally, he feels very dejected which is what happens to us in our material world. We are always looking for something really spectacular out there and we are always falling short of it. Falling short of it, this is a shortcoming in our world. Everything is always, so what is the difference between the first wife and the second wife? It is called comparisons. Understand, these are comparisons in our world. We compare with every other thing in our world. Brahmaji is the father. Remember, Brahmaji is the person who has given birth to this kind of comparisons in our world. He is the one who has created the top and the bottom, that is the heaven and the hell. So there are always likes and dislikes. Can you see, we keep on swinging between the two. I have, have not. The haves will always bother, you know, I want more. The have nots will always bother that I want to have that. So these kind of things always keep on happening. These things which are there in our world, which is the discrepancies appear. The shortages, the shortcomings, the inadequacies, they keep on always coming because the, there are two extremes which have always been created. Now in these two extremes, the first extreme, the like ones, like, or the one who says have. The have always wants more, isn't it? If you tell the have, the one who is having, if he has got 100 rupees, he will say, I, I want 200. From 200, he will say 400, 400 to 1000. He always keeps on having more and more and more. What does the have not feel? I wish I can have. Every person in our world who is a have not, I hope you all are understanding, the have nots always want to have. Alright? So this... This position, which is called the instability, appears in our world. Why? Because of comparisons. We always keep on looking in other person's thali. We always keep on looking at another person. Oh, she is so fair. Oh, she looks so beautiful. Oh, he has got this car. Oh, he is driving around like this. Oh, he is... Every, everything we keep on comparing. And the one who has a fancy car will say, I want a bigger car. I want a faster one. 
Finally, he will end up at Ferrari and I don't know after that what he will end up at. Maybe a Rolls Royce. But still, he will say, now I want my personal Rolls Royce on which my name will be written in golden letters. It's, it's a never-ending thing. I still remember a story where the person says, I want to make a bigger, sh- you know, that yacht than anybody else in this world. And this story was that AOL founder, you know. There is a very beautiful book written on him. He wanted to build a yacht which is bigger than uh, what uh, they can build. So he goes to this uh, shipyard in Europe and he tells them, can you make me the biggest yacht possible? So that person says, there is a small limitation. So he says, what is the limitation? The limitation is that the Panama Canal only allows so much of width. (laughs) Now what do you do? So he says, you make it higher, <laughs> longer. See, the greed, it, it just keeps on making you go mad like this. So you can't expand this way, so expand this way and expand this way. How stupid can that be? And what would happen to the yacht? Nothing. And finally, it will get sold to somebody else. So this is what happens in our material world. The haves what bigger, stronger, you know all that, all the Olympic motos are there in their world. Okay, higher, greater, stronger or whatever. And the people, those who have not, they keep on just, oh I wish I have, oh I wish I have. So it's always like, so Dhruva Bal, I mean Dhruva Maharaj as he is called in this book, he always wants to sit on that throne. He says, now you give me a position where I can never be shifted. The sage is, the sage is Narada. Narada is called the sage. The sage comes and tells him, this is not the time. You are still young. But you know, our comparison start even when we are young. Have you seen that? Oh, he came out in first rank. I'll beat him next time. Okay. He's got a beautiful girlfriend. I don't have. I want to have a girlfriend more beautiful than him. Okay, it is such a comparative world and this is what Narada is telling this child, don't go into all these things. But the child says, no, I want to do this because at the end of it, a person who is still covered by ignorance, remember he is covered, he says himself that I am covered by ignorance, isn't it? He says very clearly, I am covered by ignorance and I want to go and do this. So nobody can stop me. See, and insults are there. You are feeling insulted. You know, like Amitabh Bachchan says, you know, Mere paas gaadi hai, bangla hai, ye hai, wo hai, tumhare paas kya hai? And that fellow says, Mere paas maa hai. How funny, yaar. come on. You can't compare bangla, body and all that to another human being. Mere paas maa hai. I mean, it sounds very good in the film, but unfortunately, problem Today we are into this, this age, you know. Yuga is like this. So, the comparisons, okay. This is what basically we are talk, talking about. So, finally he insists. And so, Narad Muni says, okay, okay, fine. I will try to teach you. So, he says, you are supposed to do this. Go near Madhuvana. Now remember, this story is happening way before Krishna's arrival. Remember this? This is happening way before Krishna's arrival. And Madhuvana 
is Madhuban as we say. Correct? Vrindavan. Golok Vrindavan. Madhuban is still over there. The river is still there. Okay? The river is still there. The place is still there. And he constantly stays there even before the beginning of time. That means this is the very important word that you have to understand. That Krishna's avatar, which is actually the Purana Swarup, remains in Madhuvan all along. There is not a single time in his life that he lives from there. And that is the reason why it is mentioned that you should go over there. So this is what he says to him. And then he says, how are you supposed to sit? Take bath in the river. There is a Kalindi river over there. Go and take bath in the river. Sit like this. Do See, he has mentioned this. Do the regulative principles of Ashtanga Yoga and then sit down. Ashtanga Yoga. Ashta. Eight. Eight portions of yoga. All different, different things like breathing, this, that, all those things you got to do. And then sit in a quiet position. Hatha Yoga is one of the portions. Okay. Hatha Yoga, what we are talking, what we see in this. Uh, all these uh, news channels and all that is very tiny portion of Ashtanga Yoga. Ashtanga Yoga means eight Anga, eight version, eight different different portions of the Yoga. Okay. So what do you do? You sit in a quiet position over there. Yes, it's called the eightfold path. What are you supposed to do? Do three kinds of breathing. What kind of breathing? Inhalation, exhalation, this nose, this nose. Uh, I'm sure you must have... I am not going to teach you, okay, but just to give you an idea. <laughs> you have to breathe from here, go inwards, breathe out from here. Correct? Reverse the process and then breathe in both, breathe out both. This is basically the three kinds of breathing that you can do. Again, there is a breathing which you can do, which is one is slow breathing, medium, fast. Slow, medium, fast, three kinds of breathing, but they have to be rhythmical in nature, right? Rhythmical means tuck, 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 like that, you know, rhythmical. You cannot have one <laughs> like that, you know, nothing like that. It has to be very, very rhythmical. And then we can have the final breathing which is called Bastrika. Bastrika is what is called pumping. Pumping means you pump the air out, pump the air out, you know, <laughs> like that. It's a very ex- explosive breathing. But after doing explosive breathing, you can't sit over there. You know, you have to go and lie down. That is the final thing that you need to do, which is called Shavasana. Shavasana is going to lie down. Okay. So these are various techniques that he says you can do all these things. And then we, he says, now we have to understand what happens in the meditation. Now, this is a meditative technique which Narad Muni is teaching. And what you are supposed to do? Let us follow. The form of the Lord is described here. The Lord's face is perpetually very beautiful and pleasing in attitude. To the devotees who see Him, He appears never to be displeased. And He is always prepared to award benedictions to them. His eyes, His nicely decorated eyebrows, His raised nose and His broad forehead are all very beautiful. He is more beautiful than any of the demigods. Narad Muni continued, The Lord's form is always very youthful. Youthful, he is always appearing between the ages of 8 to 14. Okay, This is the age group where he normally appears. 
every limb and every part of his body is properly formed, free from defect. His eyes and lips are pinkish like the rising sun. He is always prepared to give shelter to the surrendered soul and there and anyone so fortunate as to look upon him feels all satisfaction. The Lord is always worthy to be the master of the surrendered soul for he is the ocean of mercy. The Lord is further described as having the mark of Srivatsa or the sitting place of the goddess of fortune. This is that white hair, a little piece of white hair that is there on his chest. Okay, that is called the Srivatsa. And his bodily hue is deep bluish. This is greenish blue. Uh, normally if you see a sky, the, the type of hue that is there, when the clouds have gathered in the sky, and if you see just when it is about to rain and the sun may be reflecting very slightly from somewhere the color that is there is blue, green, grey, black, white and little tinge of yellow or red mixed in it what we call as a greyish tone it's a grey tone, it is not black, it's not white also so green blue all these are shades and mixtures which you see at that point in time that is why it is said that he he looks like that slightly darkish in shade okay but not too dark this is how the shades are the lord is okay the lord is a person see this is a very important thing his bodily hue is deeply bluish that much you understood the lord is a person that means the second divine unmanifest I told you has a person called Krishna. I am the divine person, correct, who is in the second divine unmanifest. I stay over there. That is my abode. Remember these words. So the Lord is a person. He wears a garland of flowers and is eternally manifest with four hands which holds beginning from the lower left hand a conch cell lower left hand down from this hand below conch cell wheel club and a lotus flower the entire body of krishna vasudeva is decorated he wears a valuable jewel hem helmet that is the crown is there necklace and bracelet his neck is adorned with kaustub jewel and he is dressed in yellow silk garment. The Lord is decorated with small golden bells round his waist and his lotus feet are decorated with golden anklet bells and all his bodily features are very attractive and pleasing to the eye. He is always peaceful, calm and quiet and very pleasing to the eyes and the mind. Real yogis meditate upon the transcendental form of the Lord as he stands in the hole of the lotus of their heart, the jewel-like nails of his lotus feet glittering. You will also find that in most of the films of Jesus Christ, the one who comes in a dream, who appears to Mary, is looking exactly like Jesus. The form of Jesus doesn't change, whether it is the heaven or the earth or as a wisp, as basically like a spirit-like form, the form is always the same. He will always appear around that same age with the same kind of features 
with the same kind of bodily luster everything is the same there is no change so krishna also when you meet him when you meet him he always appears in this same way okay so that is his way of description always remember this is how he looks like the lord is always smiling and the devotee should constantly see the lord in this form this is the form you should meditate upon and he looks very merciful towards the devotee in this way the meditator should look towards the supreme personality of godhead the bestower of all benedictions one who meditates in this way concentrating his mind upon the always auspicious form of the lord is very soon freed from all material contaminations and he does not come down from meditation upon the lord o son of the king now i shall speak to you the mantra which is to be chanted with this process of meditation one who carefully chants this mantra for seven nights can see the perfect human being flying in the sky om namo bhagavate vasudevaya oh, this was the mantra i was given many many years ago and it was so mixed up as a child if you remember i couldn't even remember half of it <laughs> so i started saying something completely different this is the 12th syllable mantra of lord krishna see this mantra need not be imparted to anybody this is a very common mantra which you can also say whenever you feel like this is called om namo bhagavate vasudevaya one should install the physical form of this lord and with the chanting of the mantra one should offer flower and fruits and other varieties of food stuff exactly according to the rules and regulations prescribed by the authorities but this should not be done in consideration of place time and attendant convenience and inconveniences what do we do we normally keep in you know keep thinking about it oh i am having this problem i cannot do this and doing this i cannot do that i am not taken up take a bath that is what you are talking about take a bath <laughs> does not matter offer those five fruits see the reason why we offer five fruits and five kinds of things and five is because we are talking about panchapranas we are talking about basically the five things that are there in this universe the five senses we are actually offering our whole body to him isn't it five senses <laughs> so that is why the five kinds of fruits and all that so always remember the f- this is but a ritual you can do that so it does not matter where how why and all those one should worship the lord by offering pure water achmana you know we we drinking pure water so don't don't mix up the water with some other thing and give it to him <laughs> okay pure flower garlands we normally what we do is we go to the market and smell the flower ha ah, this is very nice you give me this so <laughs> don't smell it while taking just take the f- fragrant ones you ask that fellow who is selling the flowers to you can you give me the fragrant ones yeah the idea is that you should not take the offering first and then offer it to him unless and until you are uh, the one who was going to give that bore you know to sri ram that's a different lady okay remember hmm, good for you <laughs> fruits flowers and vegetables which are available in the forest or by collecting newly grown grass small buds of flowers and even the skins of trees and if possible by offering tulsi leaves which is very dear to krishna it is possible to worship a form of the lord made by physical elements such as earth water pulp wood metal 
in that is what i said no five kinds you have to take in the forest one can make a form with no more than earth and water and worship him according to the above principles a devotee who is full control over the self should be very sober and peaceful and must be satisfied simply with eating whatever fruits and vegetables that are available in the forest my dear dhruv besides worshiping the deity and chanting the mantra 3 times a day you should meditate upon the transcendental activities of the supreme personality of godhead in the different incarnations as exhibited by his supreme will and personal potencies so you can also read the story book if you want to that is also there is some some of you may be having the bhagavata and a very tiny version of it you know which we talk to our children okay there was the story of ram there is a story of this one we have that you know or even that amar chitra katha and all they also have if you can buy that small book for your child you can use that it's not a problem one should follow in the footsteps of the previous devotee regarding how to worship the supreme personality of godhead with the prescribed paraphernalia or one should offer worship within the heart by reciting the mantra to the personality of godhead who is who is not different from the mantra the mantra is the same as the lord which we have already discussed om namo shivaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya if you keep on changing the word here and there and some other god is going to stand in front of you so better say the words correctly don't mess up anyone who does engages in the devotional service of the lord seriously and sincerely with his mind words and body and who is fixed in the activities of the prescribed devotional method is blessed by the lord according to the desire if a devotee desires material religiosity economic development sense gratification or liberation the four things which we always ask for correct right okay last is moksha if you remember he is awarded these results arth dharm kaam when you know, all those four things you mix it up whatever you want you can ask for if one is very serious about liberation he must stick to the process of transcendental loving service only those who are talking about the last part of it which is called liberation moksha the rest of the people are not included in this because they are asking for some material tangible benefits here those who are interested in liberation they only have to understand that the devotion is the key point in this so transcendental loving service engaging 24 hours a day in the highest state of ecstasy ecstasy if i am sure you remember when a person cries dances sings does all sorts of meditative practices he is completely lost in his self he must certainly be aloof from all activities of sense gratification to stay aloof if somebody comes goes it really does not matter you are completely standing out of that whole place you know if person coming in your house or going away hello how are you fine thank you i mean beyond that you don't do much you just keep to yourself it's not like you need to keep on saying hi hello chalo leke ye karenge wo karenge idhar jayenge no the person is basically aloof he is staying out of this whole system so you have to be like that when dhruva maharaj the son of the king was thus advised by the great sage narada he circumambulated narada his spiritual master and offered him respectful obeisance then he started for madhuvana which is always imprinted with the lotus feet of lord krishna and which is therefore especially auspicious if you ever go over there you should do that entire parikrama yeah parikrama as if it is possible for you to do 
that means you are going to visit the every place that he spent his childhood and his grown up in that you will get to see all those after dhruva entered madhuvana forest he executed devotional service the great sage narada thought it wise to go to the king to see how he was faring without the palace when narad muni approached the king received him properly offering due obeisance and after being seated comfortably narada began to see speak the great sage narada inquired my dear king your face appears to be withering up and you look like you have been thinking of something for a very long time why is that have you been hampered in following your path of religious rights economic development and sense gratification the king replied o breast of brahmanas i am very much addicted to my wife and i have so fallen that i have abandoned all merciful behavior even to my son who is only 5 years old and i have banished him with his mother even though he is a great soul and a great devotee my dear brahmana the face of my son was just like a lotus flower i am thinking of this precarious condition he is un- unprotected and he might be very hungry he might have lain down somewhere in the forest and the wolves might have attacked him to eat his body alas just see how i have conquered by my wife just imagine my cruelty out of love and affection the boy was trying to get up on my lap but i did not receive him nor did i even pat him for a moment just imagine how hard hearted i am this is what happens to us also many a times we are not even bothered about the other we are always bothered about going ahead and ahead and ahead and ahead in our world when you are on the path to success you just cannot look back and relax and think for a moment why are you doing all these things it's not so important but yet you are not even bothered about that is just like the king we are we throw the child of our lap the great sage narada replied my dear king please do not be aggrieved about your son he is well protected by krishna himself although you have no actual information of his influences reputation is already spread over the world my dear king your son is very competent he will perform activities which would be impossible even for the great kings and the sages very soon he will complete his task and come back home you should know that he will spread your reputation all over the world the great sage maitreya continued the king uttanpada after being advised by narad muni practically gave up all duties in relations with the kingdom which were very vast and wide opulent like the goddess of fortune and he simply began to think of the sandruva elsewhere dhruva maharaj having arrived at madhuvana took his bath in river yamuna and observed fasting in the night with great care and attention after that as advised by the great sage narada he engaged himself in worshiping the supreme personality of godhead for the first month dhruva maharaj ate only fruits and berries on every third day only to keep his body and soul together and in this way he progressed in his worship for the supreme personality of godhead in the second month dhruva maharaj ate only every 6 days and from his eatables he took dry grass and leaves thus he continued his worship in the third month he drank water only every 9 days thus he remained completely in trance and worshiped the supreme personality of godhead who is adored by selected verses in the fourth month dhruva maharaj became complete master of his breathing exercise and thus he inhaled air only once every 12th day in this way he became completely fixed in the position and worship krishna he completely controlled his senses no by the fifth month maharaj dhruva the son of the king had controlled the breathing so perfectly that he was able to stand on one leg just as a column stand without motion and concentrate his mind fully on the parabrahma he completed he completely controlled his senses and their objects and in this way he fixed the mind without diversion to anything else upon the form of supreme personality of godhead when dhruva maharaj thus captured krishna who captured the supreme personality of godhead who is refuge of the total material creation and who is the master of all living entities the three worlds began to tremble 
as Rua Maharaj, the king's son, kept himself steadily standing on one leg, the pressure on the big toe pushed down the earth, just as the elephant being carried on the boat rocks the boat itself and right with his every step. When Dhruva Maharaj became practically one in heaviness with Lord Vishnu, the total consciousness due to his fully concentrating and closing all the holes of his body, the total universal breathing became choked up and all the great demigods in all the plenary systems felt suffocated and thus took shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So what happens to the body? The body starts deteriorating. He has closed all the sense organs. The senses, you remember there are 10 of them. The eyes, ears and all that, plus hands and everything. All activity has come to a standstill. So, the gods inside are completely feeling choked up because there is nothing that they can do. The demigod said, Dear Lord, you are the refuge of all living, moving and non-moving living entities. We feel all living entities to be suffocating. Their breathing process choked up. We have never experienced such a thing. Since you are the ultimate shelter of all surrendered souls, we have therefore approached you. Kindly save us from this danger. The Supreme Personality of Godhead replied, My dear demigods, do not be perturbed by this. It is due to the severe austerity and full determination of the son of King Uttanpad, who is now fully absorbed in thought of me. He has obstructed the universal breathing process. You may safely return to your respective homes. I shall stop this boy in his severe acts of austerities and you will be saved from the situation. This ends the chapter, Dhruva Maharaj leaves home for the forest. So, now, so we will stop over here and if there are any questions you can, I think uh, Padma has already written some question, I am going to answer that. Alright.